Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to make headlines across the nation and beyond. My name is Jody Jenkins. And I am Tony Clement. I'm still here. Don't worry. Yeah, what were you doing? Were you tuning up your guitar or... No, I was I was reading this 500 greatest albums of oh, all time. Oh yes, uh, yes. Uh, number 500 was the Arcade Fire funeral, so they got in just by the skin of their teeth. So, congratulations to a Canadian band, the Arcade Fire. And you were you get easily distracted, don't you? Often I do. Yes, yes. yeah. Oh, look, like a shiny bauble. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I want to uh, make sure that we get a good. Uh, plug in for John Mutton and his crew at Municipal Solutions. Of course, they are the presenters of this program week to week, and we are so happy to have them on board, municipalsolutions.ca. And while I'm doing this, might as well plug our website, which also has a link to their website uh, for yes. Municipal Solutions. Our new website is called andanotherthingpodcast.ca. That was just launched. So we are very and excited. And that, that has the library of all the podcasts, in case you're wondering. Yeah, the archive. So, yeah, okay. yeah. The archive, yeah. So, like, I don't know, we're at forty. I think this is number forty-eight. We're on right now, so they're all they're all there in all of their glory. And plus, as I say, links to, as you said, links to MunicipalSolutions.ca, and uh, uh, there'll be uh, some other sponsors coming up. I, I'm feeling good about our our now chances. Sort of broken the barrier. You like yeah, our chances is what you're saying. Yes. I do. Yes. I was on Humble and Fred Radio recently, and uh, they were very impressed that we actually have a sponsor. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that says, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, it's always good to cross promote now that you've done a good plug for them. And I know that you were, I listened back to that show and you were able to plug us like three times. So three times. I was very happy with myself. Uh, it came up three times. So uh, they're, they're, they've been good to us and to me. So uh, we want to tip our hat to Humble and Fred Radio, another podcast as well as broadcast. And we're on the radio too, right? Are we, are we starting to be on the radio? I don't know yet. I'd have to talk. Oh, you don't know. You have to talk okay, to our executive yeah. producer about that one. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I thought though. we were. We have a, an imminent announcement, perhaps. Maybe could be on the radio. I know something is imminent, but I don't want to. I don't want to let the okay. cat out of the bag. So let's not we'll uh, to count our chickens. I, I do want to say this too before we get to our guest that we are approaching one year already. I know. This is crazy. It's crazy. For our show. That's wild. Yeah, so. we're living our best life in the uh, the darkest timeline imaginable, the COVID timeline. Uh, so, in a, some parallel universe, we already have like three million subscribers or something. But uh, we're we're working <laughs> our way up. We're not quite there yet. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited today because our guest actually can give us a little bit of insight as to uh, how podcasts can work better. And maybe he'll give yes. us some free tips. Wink, wink. Uh, we are so excited uh -huh. to welcome a gentleman who has an amazing background in the world of broadcasting. And we're going to talk about media, not only podcasts, but also radio and beyond. Uh, he has a website called BeABetterPodcaster.ca. He's a programming and talent coach. And I can also say this. He was someone, when I was in radio broadcasting school, he was someone that we like looked up to as like we had the Holy grail. We have to get our demo tape into this guy's hands. And it was like legendary. So it's kind of cool that he's coming on, on our show today, but we want to welcome Mr. Dave Farrow. 
Dave, welcome to And Another Thing. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Did you actually send me a demo, Jody, when you were going to school? I may have. I don't don't recall because I know that at the time, and I'm sure you've heard this lots of times, so I went to Loyalist. We graduated in 01. I started in 99. Times were different then in radio. It was like all about getting the demo into the PD's hands. But I know that The Edge and like Q107 were like, the number one places that the intern or people wanted to intern. So it was always like, yes. you're going to be competing with so many people. Um, but I actually started at the Wolf. I actually ended up at the Wolf 101.5 in Peterborough right out of school. So actually while okay. I was in school. So I was kind of in the same chain with you because that's chorus as well, correct? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, we certainly got a lot of applications. We had a lot of people that wanted to work at those radio stations for sure. And Tony, I know you worked your way in the back door because you were on the Dean Blundell show quite often. I was, and my daughter ended up being a, a, an unpaid unpaid intern on the Dean Blundell show for a summer. So uh, there's a little bit of a connection there, and uh, it uh, it meant that I've kept up my connection with Mr. Todd Shapiro, and uh, we're doing know. some good work together. So these things have a long tail. Like there's a lot of things that can happen out of the business, as you know. I always thought you were such a fantastic guest on that show because you weren't afraid to tell stories. You weren't afraid to sort of take us behind the, the, the velvet rope a little bit and show us what was going on in the background of politics. And, you know, politicians don't often do that. So, so you were a great well, guest. Storytelling, you know, uh, it's, it's a fine art. And, yes, uh, it is. It's so much easier to tell a story. And more. I think this is one of your points, I think, that you make. It's far more memorable to tell yes. stories uh, than just to sort of give a, uh, a, uh, a slide deck lecture on something. So whenever I'm presenting, I try to tell as many stories as I can get away with. Yeah. And people sometimes say to me, Dave, do you think radio is going to last much longer now that there's all of these other ways to, to consume content or what's the future of podcasting? And I always bring it back to the story. You know, stories have been around since the beginning of time. I mean, cavemen used to sit around over fire and tell stories. Mm-hmm. People will always want a good story. The delivery mechanism might change. Right now, radio is still a very good delivery mechanism, and so is podcasting, and so is Instagram, and so is Facebook, and so is Twitter, and so is YouTube, and so is all of these other channels. But at the, at the very center of it all is that story. So as long as we can create great storytellers, then things like radio, I think, will continue for a long, long time. Dave Farrow is our guest. And Dave, I'm just curious, right off the top, because you mentioned um, storytelling and that, uh, you know, things change and they ebb and flow with with this business of of telling stories, regardless of the format or the medium. But how has um, this pandemic, in your opinion, changed broadcasting either radio podcasting even television i'm just curious what your thoughts are on how covid has affected how we tell stories yeah well it's a great question and you know covid hasn't been good obviously in a lot of ways but it has actually been beneficial for content because with everything that's going on and these heavy heavy days that we're living through people want some escapism People sometimes just want to get away from it all and be entertained and hear somebody talk about something else other than COVID. So I think, you know, radio went through an interesting transition. 
obviously when the pandemic first started, we were all COVID all the time. And we had to be because people were curious about what was going on in their communities. But now that we're eight, almost nine months into this, I think everybody's heard the messages of wash your hands and wear a mask and all of those things. And now they just want a little bit of escapism. So when you look at the data and the recent ratings in, in Toronto and, and Vancouver are a great example, radio has actually shown an uptick and certain formats within radio have done very, very well. Rock stations, for example, and country stations who tend to have a lot of storytellers between those songs, those stations have done particularly well because people are choosing that content and they want to listen to their favorite personalities and they want to listen to somebody who entertains them and makes them laugh once in a while during these dark days. So I think, you know, in an odd way, COVID has been good for the industry. That's very interesting, and and it's very interesting about the genres because, of course, uh, rock has been in sharp decline. It's yeah. no longer what I would consider popular music. It's a uh, it's a little bit off to the side now. And uh, you know, as our baby boomers age and age, uh, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people were foretelling the the death knell. But uh, rock and roll and country are storytelling genres. So you're saying that maybe that 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 has. Uh, I got a little bit of the zeitgeist going for it then, eh? Well, the interesting thing, Tony, is that people working from home can now choose which radio station they want to listen to. Whereas when everybody was going to an office and working, they were generally exposed to whatever was playing through the speakers in the ceiling or whatever was playing on, on the big sound system while everybody was working. So people were exposed to certain formats that were good to listen to at work. You know, we're your, we're the one radio station that everybody can agree on. Mm. Right. Remember those stations, those were the stations that tended to get played in the workplace and rock stations like a Q107 or the edge or, or some of the other great ones across the country would not necessarily get picked because the, the, the feeling was that we can't have a rock station on while people are shopping or while people are in our business, it's just too intense. So let's put something on that just kind of blends in the background and doesn't offend anybody. So nine, nine Inch Nails was taking a hit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now that people are working from home and can choose their favorite radio stations, they're going back to rock stations and country stations and things that don't typically get p- played in the work environment. This connects to a couple of other trends that I uh, that I have read about. Uh, one uh, being that the sales of electric guitars has gone through the roof during COVID. And as a guitar player and guitar collector myself, I can I can certainly see why. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, generally, uh, that uh, people are looking for ways to. I think get their minds off things uh, that, you know, boat, boat sales. I mean, that's obviously a high end item, but boat sales, uh, marinas were doing very, very well. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're obviously cocooning a lot more. We're not, uh, maybe we, uh, maybe a family uh, saved 10,000 bucks cause they didn't take the trip to Florida or to Mexico, but they're, they're, uh, using that in ways that they can enrich themselves a little bit. Is that, is that part of the story as well? Absolutely. Not everybody wants to bake sourdough bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You know, that whole craze, it lasted for about a week. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody wants to do that. And I think people in their spare time are, are learning new skills. They're trying to figure out ways to entertain themselves. And like storytelling, doesn't everybody secretly want to be a rock star? Tony Doesn't does. Everybody Tony. secretly <laughs> want to play guitar and be on the big stage and like be Keith Richards or be a rock star. Of course, of course they do. Right? Sure, playing a guitar is fun. So, so why not? And you know that leads back to escapism and fantasy and all of those good things that we need during these times of COVID. Dave, I wanted what? you to comment a little bit, and then I know Tony has some questions as well, but I wanted you to comment a little bit about some stuff in your background because, again, I know I said off the top about how I uh, regarded, held you in high regard uh, as a broadcasting student uh, in your Edge days and Q107, you know, powerhouse stations um, that are, I'm sure are known throughout the country. I'm, I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, do you have any interesting stories that you can talk about on the programming side or things that happen that... that uh, are funny or would be cool? <laughs> well, legally, I'm not allowed to talk about <laughs> some stuff. So we'll have to leave the really good stuff out. Um, but, I mean, there's a there's a million memories. You know, I think about Q107 and being able to work with a guy like John Derringer, who's such a legendary broadcaster. He's just, and he's such a nice guy. You know, I, I don't know how many people know that about John because... You know, they've listened to him for years and years and years, but they don't know him as a person. But I can tell you firsthand that John Derringer is one of the sweetest guys in the world and and extremely talented. Loved working with him. One of my highlights at Q was the ability to hire Kim Mitchell and put Kim Mitchell on the radio. Mm, and and a, a lot of people thought it was crazy with that idea. Including Kim Mitchell. Including Kim Mitchell. I remember... I remember going into the radio station the morning after the, the host of the afternoon show uh, decided to resign and, and go on to a different station. I went into the general manager's office, who was, who was JJ at the time, JJ Johnston. And, you know, I just launched the idea. And I, I had been talking to Kim about a different idea. We had been thinking about doing some kind of uh, show on a Sunday night for people coming back from the cottages. And we were going to call it Kim's Playhouse. And he was just going to play two hours of whatever music he wanted and play his own guitar and that kind of thing. And we were sort of bouncing around ideas with, with that. And then when the afternoon drive guy suddenly uh, resigned, I thought to myself, well, I wonder if Kim would ever consider doing a full-time radio show. And, you know, the GM at the time, JJ, thought it was an interesting idea. But there were a lot of people who told me I was nuts. <laughs> it won't work. He'll never want to do that. He'll want too much money. He doesn't have the time. I mean, there were so many naysayers. Well, it was and, also, you know, he's not a professional. So what does he know? Right. But that's why I wanted him, Tony. Because he was able to tell stories on the radio that nobody else could. Yeah. And if you're a fan of classic rock, don't you want to listen to somebody who can who's authentic and has lived the life and has written great songs that everybody sings along to when it comes on the radio? Yeah. Wouldn't you love to listen to a guy like that on a regular basis? 
I could have I could have easily hired another radio announcer from another market. There were lots of them that wanted to be on Q107, but I thought, here's an opportunity to do something different. Here's an opportunity to get a true storyteller on the radio that can tell stories about our favorite songs and our favorite bands. And I remember, you know, I remember we got off to a bit of a rough start, but once Kim found his feet and found his confidence and got comfortable, I mean, I remember driving in my car on the Don Valley Parkway, listening to him tell stories about how Patio Lanterns was written in about 20 minutes in the back of his van on Queen Street one day. <laughs> and it was it was so interesting to listen to that, you know, and then hear, to hear him joke that the house that his ex-wife lives in in Forest Hill is the Patio Lanterns. Mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But it was it was such an interesting experience because. I remember him coming into the station and me asking him, you know, whether he would consider doing a full-time radio show. And he looked at me and he said, you know, that's really interesting. Let me think about that. And the next day he came back and he said, you know what, I'm in. How do we make this work? So just a 24-hour turnaround. He thought about it and bam, he was in. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And he, you know, he's, I mean, Kim is a smart man. He knew at the time that his recording career was kind of in its twilight. You know, he knew that he was never going to release albums that would sell a million copies anymore. He's had a wonderful career, but he also thought, well, this is a chance to to do something different, to sort of keep my profile up, but but have some fun on a radio station that uh, he's listened to for years. So really part of the story there is, you know, don't be afraid to reinvent yourself, right? Absolutely. And what a time to be able to reinvent yourself with all of the different platforms and all of the different ways to to get your content out there. What a great time to to reinvent yourself and just try things. I mean, yeah, this it may not have worked. But at least we tried, and it sure. ended up, it did work for eleven years. It was very successful for eleven years, and I'm, I'm glad he did give it a give it a, a chance to succeed. What advice do you have for uh, the podcaster? Uh, you know, because you you I think in your interviews you've made it clear that you think podcasting is akin to radio. It's not a separate, completely separate genre. And you you talk you've talked about storytelling, but what are the other do's and don'ts if you wanted to get into the podcast business? Well, let's start with this. Just because you can buy a microphone from Best Buy doesn't mean you should. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Tony. That's where you just got your microphone. Not everybody should be a podcaster. You know, the 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 bar to get in, the the entry is is very very low and anybody can buy a microphone and start a podcast. And I'll tell you, some of the podcasts that I hear are horrific and I actually think it's hurting the industry. Amen. Because what, people, what, are they, what are they doing wrong? What, what, what makes it horrific? Well, they have nothing interesting to say and they don't prep and they think that they can just hit play and record and, and babble for an hour and they're going to build some kind of audience. And it just doesn't work that way. Podcasting is hard work. Part, podcasting takes show prep. Podcasting takes structure. And the ability to get to the point quickly, have something to say, get to it quickly, and then develop a story that's interesting and end on a powerful out. 
it's like it's like watching a movie. The best movies are the ones that have action right off the top, right? Within the first 30 seconds, something really great happens that grabs your attention. And then the story kind of develops and it's intriguing and it's suspenseful and there's conflict and all of that stuff. And then it builds to a fantastic ending. So when it's over, you sit back in your seat and you think, oh, wasn't that fantastic? (laughs) That's what a podcast has to be. But so many podcasters don't understand that. They don't understand the structure. They don't understand the discipline. I think that's part of it, too, is the discipline. And it's also, I mean, the thing that uh, for Jody and I is we're we just keep at it. So uh, every every week there's a new product. And uh, that to us is important because when you're trying to build an audience, you want some regularity. You want to know these guys or gals are not just doing three podcasts. And then that's that's the last you hear of them. Is that part of it? Well, It's a great point. You have to be consistent with your content. I say to podcasters all the time, you have to do weekly episodes. You have to release those episodes on the same day each week. Typically, the data shows that Tuesdays are the best days to release new episodes because people have time during their week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, to listen to content. Come Friday, their minds are elsewhere. They're taking off work early. They're doing things, especially in the summertime. Weekends are all over the place and they may not have time. Mondays, they're getting back to work and they're busy just trying to catch up from being away for the weekend. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday seems to be a really good time to to consume content for people. So I always suggest release on Tuesdays. Do it weekly. Be consistent. Make sure your podcast isn't too long. You know, about 20 or 25 minutes seems to be about the sweet spot. If it's a really good topic, you can go to 45 minutes and maybe an hour. But anything over an hour, you're asking your audience for a big commitment. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's what animates us, right, uh, Jody? It's, it's not the fact that we run out of things to say. It's, it's all part of the grand plan, isn't it, Jody? Yes, it's all part of our grand plan. Yeah. Leave them wanting more, more. Sometimes less is more, right? If you do a nice, tight, really compelling episode that goes 25 minutes, the listener thinks that was fantastic. I can't wait to come back for more. But if you do a really long episode that goes two and a half hours and blah, 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 and nobody really gets past the first 30 minutes, they are never coming back. Yep, it's true. It's so true. Dave, I hate to put you on the spot, but can you name some of those horrific podcasts? Oh, Oh, you know, just you can tell you can tell without even really listening to them, unfortunately. I mean, you know, go to go to iTunes or go to Spotify. Just just read some of the descriptions of the podcast. Uh, take a look at the graphics or, or the way they present themselves. It's just not very professional. The other thing I'll say about podcasting is that quality does count. I mean, you need good production values for a podcast. It needs to be produced properly. You know, the, you, you need good microphones. You need a proper intro and extra. You need, when you interview people, the audio quality has to be good. I mean, quality does count. And it, it costs a little bit of money to produce a podcast. Yeah. 
You know, you, you can't yes. do them for free. You do have to invest in the space. And as I said earlier, you know, unfortunately, we have some really weak podcasts that are available. And people who, who are new to podcasting, you know, the average audience members who are new to podcasting, they go and they click play on something and then it's not very good. And they, they think to themselves, well, what's the big deal about podcasting? This is garbage. Yeah. This isn't for me. And then they never come back. You know, and there's, there's now over a million different podcasts available. Wow. A million. Like, try and wrap your head around that. A million different podcasts out there. And about, I would say, 5% of that million are actually worth listening to on a regular basis. I know well, what you're I gotta I know think, what you're saying. Yeah, I got to think that the fact that you're on our show is a good sign. <laughs> Absolutely. Is or, or is it a you bad sign? You guys are top 10 on my list. <laughs> you guys are top 10 with a bullet going to number one. Okay, there's the tagline. Well, we, Tony, Tony and I don't like to talk about it, but we each put $3 million into this podcast project. So, <laughs> yes. So, wow. Yeah, so it's... Yeah. Uh, it's kind of man. You thing. pull it. You politicians make good money, don't you, oh, yeah. Tony? That's <laughs> woo. Yeah, so I'll, I'll there's our Turkey's bank account. Is this my tax dollars at work, Tony? Is this my tax dollars at work? <laughs> well, I have invested in a new microphone. It is not. Uh, we're not using it today, but uh, I expect that my audio quality is going to be improving. So, uh, <laughs> listeners, don't worry. You'll get be able to higher fi. We'll be able to hear your golden tones better than ever. Exactly. Exactly. Fantastic. Dave, Fantastic. thanks so much for doing this. The website again is beabetterpodcaster.ca. And I know that uh, you do a lot of coaching and uh, talent uh, consulting and all that fun stuff. And uh, did you want to give out your personal cell number right now or? <laughs> you know, I'll leave that, but people can easily contact me through the, uh, through the website. If you need some help, uh, with your podcast, I would love to talk to you more and, uh, you guys are doing a great job. So good luck with uh, your podcast and hopefully I Thank can you. be a part of it again one day. We'd love that. We, uh, you can be a return guest and, uh, we're always looking for excellent content. So we wish you well in your endeavors as well. All right, guys. Thanks very much. Good luck. Thank you. Take care, man. Well, some great tips there from Dave on how to be a better podcaster. And that was free. I think he normally charges for that. And that was free. I think me. he does charge uh, good bucks for that. But uh, listen, he's a great guy, great experience. And, I, I you know, it's almost like uh, like Jordan Peterson in the 12 Rules for Life, right? Like he's talking about being a better podcaster, but you know, being a better storyteller that's a good gift for life as well. So uh, listeners uh, take that into account. Everybody loves a good storyteller. Yeah. And you know that I'm not above throwing shade at other podcasts on this show. I'm not going to name anybody, <laughs> but look, if your podcast is over an hour long, you may want to go back to the drawing board and you know who you I, are. I think that was really good advice. Cause, uh, you know, well, you know, we can go on forever. It's, it's, it's this medium, but no, it's not this medium. This medium does need some sense of urgency and uh, people are looking to, for people to get to the point. And just so you know, too, I mean, we release our show on Sunday, uh, but ever ha after having spoken with Dave, we're going to look at maybe releasing it on Tuesdays now, just based on a little bit of his advice. But yes, when this was recorded, Tony, the day we're recording this, which is right now, even though it's released on Sunday, it today 
is International Podcast Day. Did you hey, know that? I did not know yes, that. Yes, it is. Wow. Yes. So. Well, happy podcasting, everyone. <laughs> and uh, it, we, we really do love our audience. We are. We do want to make a product that improves over time. We we think we are. We think we're, uh, we've got some good quality content out there. But love to hear from our listeners. Uh, please rate and review as well. Very important for podcasts to have that rate and review. And uh, we're going to keep on going, whether it's Sundays or Tuesdays. So we're, we're committed to this. And we may have to have just a banter show with just you and me coming up because there's a lot of things that I think we could go back and forth on, including your top albums of all time there or whatever. And yes, the yes. presidential debate. We haven't been had a chance yes. to talk about that. And COVID. Yes. We haven't talked about that in a bit. So I think it's uh, a time maybe to have another banter session. I'm I'm prepped for that, so maybe we'll get that done too for our listeners. You're big on the banter. Yeah, I love but, a good know, banter. I think, I think it's good. Like people, uh, for you know, we've got a lot of friends uh, and new friends that yes. are that are following this podcast, and they they do want to hear us as well as our guests. So yes. I think we should do that. No, it's true for sure. Once again, thanks to the crew at Municipal Solutions. You can find them online municipalsolutions.ca. We are so proud to have them as our presenting sponsor of the show each week. Also, go to our website and another thing podcast. Dot ca. It's a beautiful site, if I do say so myself, and it looks great. It's very simple, very clean, and you can listen to everything right there. All right, Tony, enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk in seven days. For sure.